Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Alcina Lloyd, and this is The Daily Download. Today, Brennan Ath, HousingWire's HW Plus Managing Editor, will discuss the mortgage industry's determination to revive the Paycheck Protection Program, which is a landmark piece of the CARES Act designed to help small businesses stay in business. I'll also touch on a new call from a housing and civil rights coalition to create a federal liquidity facility for servicers, a survey published by the National Association of Realtors, which details the housing market's evaporation of homebuyer interest, and Chase Bank's temporary pausing of home equity lines of credit. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Extraordinary challenges demand extraordinary solutions. CoreLogic is uniquely positioned to help you navigate this historic disruption. Whether it's virtual home showings, flexible employment verifications, or automated loan modification engines, CoreLogic delivers the data-driven solutions, targeted insights, and deep domain expertise trusted by the nation's most successful mortgage lenders. Explore how CoreLogic can help you today. Visit corelogic.com forward slash COVID-19. Thanks for listening. And here's Brennan Ath on the mortgage industry's determination to revive the Paycheck Protection Program. To kick off today's episode, we're diving into Housing Wire's Ben Lane's coverage of the Paycheck Protection Program, or as you might be hearing it, PPP. For some background, the Paycheck Protection Program was a landmark piece of the CARES Act and was designed to help small businesses stay in business. The problem is that in just two weeks, the program is already out of money and stopped accepting new applications on Thursday morning, leaving countless businesses without an alternative to secure funding to continue paying their employees. To break down the program, it provided nearly $350 billion to help small businesses, and banks could apply to provide loans to small businesses to enable those businesses to continue functioning while the coronavirus has the country shut down. In execution, though, the program was beset with complications from the beginning, with leaders unable to process initial requests to provide the loan, small businesses unable to properly request PPP funding, and some banks even reportedly favoring their own clients over non-clients. As the program's funding wound down, some of the industry's biggest advocates, like the National Association of Realtors, pushed congressional leaders on the soon-coming problem of the program running out of funding, asking them to earmark more money for it. While some companies had some success in securing a loan, many others were unable to do so. To help out those impacted, the industry is going to battle to revive the Small Business Rescue Program. Even the Department of Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin worked with the Small Business Administration to call on the government to provide the program with more money, stating that the SBA has processed more than 14 years' worth of loans in less than 14 days. The Payment Protection Program is saving millions of jobs and helping America's small businesses make it through this challenging time. By law, the SBA will not be able to issue new loan approvals once the program's experience elapse in appropriations. They urge Congress to appropriate additional funding for the PPP, a critical and overwhelmingly bipartisan program. As the story develops, we'll be here to cover it. And for the rest of today's podcast, here's Alcina. Thank you for listening, and I'll wrap with today's top stories, beginning with a new call from a housing and civil rights coalition to create a federal liquidity facility for servicers. 
The coalition, which includes the CEO of Mountain Lake Consulting and former Mortgage Bankers Association Chief Executive Dave Stevens, along with national and regional civil rights organizations and minority-focused real estate trade associations like the NAACP, the Asian American Real Estate Association, and the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals, addressed a letter to Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin and Housing and Urban Development Secretary Ben Carson urging the federal government to create one or more liquidity facilities for mortgage servicers. The coalition argues while the CARES Act offered temporary forbearance of mortgage payments for consumers whose finances were impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic, mortgage servicers will face acute liquidity problems in their handling of this unprecedented wave of consumer forbearance. The letter is the latest attempt by the housing industry to create a liquidity facility for servicers. Earlier this week, Financial Services Committee Chair Representative Maxine Waters and Senator Sherrod Brown, the ranking member on the Senate Committee on Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs, sent a letter to Steve Mnuchin and Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell pressing the duo to help the nation's mortgage servicers. Our next story comes from the National Association of Realtors, which recently reported a severe decline in homebuyer activity during the ongoing coronavirus crisis. According to a survey of more than 2,000 NAR members conducted from April 12th through the 13th, 90% of respondents cited decreased home buyer interest, with 44% reporting buyer interest falling off by more than 50% in their market. In fact, only 8% of respondents stated that there was no change in activity, while only 2% of respondents identified increased activity. Furthermore, NAR revealed a whopping 60% of NAR respondents said their buyers were opting to delay home purchases for the next several months, with 12% stating their buyers have put the process on indefinite hold. The good news is 12% reported they are pushing ahead by using virtual communication, and 8% stated they were conducting business as usual. On the flip side, though, 57% of respondents said their sellers were delaying listings for the next several months, while 10% of sellers put their proposed sale on indefinite hold. NAR's chief economist, Lawrence Yun, said the housing industry should expect home selling activity to slow down in the second quarter of the year as consumers have been asked to follow stay-at-home orders. Despite this reading, Yun did say he does expect sales to pick back up when the economy reopens as many potential home buyers and sellers indicate they're still in the market or will be in a couple of months. Our last story takes another look at J.P. Morgan Chase, which reported it will now stop offering home equity lines of credit. This announcement comes just a few days after the bank raised its lending standards to require nearly all purchased mortgage borrowers to have at least 20% down and a 700 FICO score. On Thursday, Chase announced it's temporarily pausing its home equity line of credit offering. In a statement provided to HousingWire, a company spokesperson said the bank is making the change due to the uncertainty currently in the market. The move, which began on April 16th, will allow customers with existing HELOCs to continue to draw funds on those lines of credit, but will halt applications for new HELOCs. At this time, Chase has not revealed how long that pause will remain in place. Thanks for listening to The Daily Download today, and we'll be back again Monday to share the top news stories of the day.